Welcome back, Money 911 listeners. I'm Chris Miller, your guide through the world of finance and business. And today we truly have an exceptional guest on the show. He's a country boy from the backwoods of Louisiana, turned serial entrepreneur and motivational speaker. With a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering from the University of Arlington, he has had a remarkable journey through various industries, from life and health insurance to real estate investment. But what truly sets him apart is his expertise as a trust strategist, overseeing family trusts, business trusts, and charitable foundation trusts. These trusts control a diverse portfolio, including the largest Mayweather boxing and fitness gym, a collection of real estate properties, successful restaurants, and the Trust Up Estate Planning Firm. Today, he's here to share his invaluable insights on the business trust and how it can help transform your financial future. Welcome, Cedric Burke. All right. You just heard the most amazing, amazing intro here, but I want to even deep dive into it more with Cedric. Thank you for joining me today. It's really an honor to have you here. Well, thank you for having me. It's definitely a blessing to be here. It really is. Yes. yes. And okay. your story is so heartful because you know, your book that you're going to write, right? From the woods to the hood to the good. <laughs> that's, that's so yes, hot. That's, that, it. that's hot to trot. And you know, the story of the Floyd Mayweather and the boxing gyms and your heart. And maybe you could tell that a lot better than me reading it because it's so inspiring what got you started. I definitely do that. You know, I'm a simple guy, you know, I'm from the backwoods of what I call Menden, Louisiana. So I'm an old country boy. Moved to Dallas at a very young age as a child. And, you know, I've been pretty much blessed for what my journey has been when it comes to uh, business and entrepreneurship. At 17, there was a company in Dallas uh, called TI, Texas Instruments. They gave me a salary when I was 17 years old, my 11th grade year of $55,000. What? And they pay for all my education. Oh, my God. You know, I had to work, you know, uh, full time. Uh, they taught me how to build missiles that was used in the Persian Gulf War. Wow. So at 17 years old, working in the corporate America, you know, I gave them eight years of my life. They paid for all my education, but I wanted more. So I decided to quit my job with good benefits and all that kind of great stuff. You know, my parents had been out at TF over 30 years. But they thought something was truly wrong with this boy. You know, decided to quit that great job. So anyway, I became an entrepreneur, got into the insurance industry, did quite well with that. It led me to the mortgage industry, did quite well with that. But there was this issue. People could not afford to buy insurance. They couldn't afford to start investments and annuities. And I wonder why. But I looked at this thing that everybody had in common, and it was either rent or mortgage. Then I got educated about a mortgage, and that led me into the mortgage business to start refinancing individuals and showing them how I can free money up that they could invest. But as I realized how 
so easy it was to get money for people. I decided to get some myself, and it led me into the investment business. And I started to buy, fix, and flip homes. Did quite well with the real estate business. You know, I bought every course that was on that 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 existed, but none of the courses worked. So I had to take all the money I invested in building, and I just put all the courses together and created my own course. And I was quite successful with that. And that led me to becoming a developer. And I actually built about 100 homes in a three-year time span from 2006 to 2009 in a development with acre lots, five to 10,000 square foot homes. I did 100 homes in about three years. Mm. So that was a lot of building. I was also the mortgage broker. So it was a lot of paperwork. But, you know, I learned a lot. And then we ran into the crash. Okay, of 2009. I retired a few years and I said, something seems to be broken with the system. And after retiring for a few years and I decided to get moving again, I got led to the estate planning side of of life. You know, you got two types of estate plans. You got an estate plan that can make you rich. There's another estate plan that can make you wealthy. And I really got interested in wealth building and having income producing assets and not working for money anymore and being educated on how money could work for you. I really didn't understand how money worked when it works for you, the freedom that it gives you. And one thing I learned about freedom is that your time is the greatest asset out of all the assets that we have because we don't know how much time we have left. Okay, so the value is not in real estate. It's not in cars. It's not in cryptocurrency. It's not in things. It's in life. Amen. And the time we get to spend with our families, man. That's it. And when you get to that point, I think the, you start living free. There's nothing like freedom. Right. You know, it's one thing to be in bondage and you don't know you're in bondage and you think you're free. But when you finally get true freedom and your time is yours to do what your talents and skills and gifts have allowed you to do. Oh, my God. Life yeah. goes to another level. That's you know? right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. But anyway, as my journey went on, I just just get to kind of sum it up for you. I did get uh, introduced to an estate planning company, and as I did that, and I got this thing called a trust, a family trust, and what that did, it changed my mindset to determine that I needed to create assets. And the first asset I decided to create was the Mayweather Boxing and Fitness Gym franchise. Now I don't know anything about working out in the gym. I don't know anything about, you know, training and boxing and so on. But one thing I did learn some about was my heart. Mm. See, my heart was on 10% fraction rate in 2018. Mm. That means I was dying of heart failure. That means when you hit 10%, there's nothing that the doctors can do for you anymore. Okay. But one thing I had to learn about health, my health was my wealth. And I learned that I had some wisdom teeth in my mouth and they would hurt me real bad. I couldn't bear it. So I went to the dentist. After being diagnosed with heart failure, got those teeth extracted, my heart rate came back to 55%. They say the mouth is a powerful tool. You can say things that can make a difference. You can also take in things that can make a difference in your body. So until you learn how powerful your your mouth is and anything that's close to your heart and your brain, you know, it's kind of like your heart feels and your brain thinks, but the mouth is right here in the middle of it all. But once I got that fixed, everything else got fixed. So I had double grace at 55. My, my heart rate came back. And then I decided to go for the gusto. I said, you mean I can live? Then I went from the Mayweather Boxing and Fitness Gym. Then it got me into the restaurant business, healthier eating. Ended up creating a place called the Turkey Leg King. 
and it's doing quite well. And then started taking another level. Uh, I got introduced to five-star dining, you know, I mean, wealthy people, and I needed a place that I can bring my clients to. And I said, well, I think it'd be a great investment if I were to be able to control my own restaurant. So then we created the Hillside Prime Steak and Seafood Restaurant. We did all that in less than a year. So I've gotten a lot of attention, you know, from the news media, uh, really making a difference in the community. And just like to see people come together and have a good time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's no life, there's no prayer life like the prayer life of an entrepreneur. (laughs) Believe me. Yeah. 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 So so that's what got Mm -hmm. me here. And that's who I am. And. I love to tell that story because it can be encouraging. You know, my pastor, Bishop T.D. Jakes, you know, we we had this business forum. We was talking at about three weeks ago and they asked me to speak and tell my story. And I did that. And he came to me. He said, now, we teach people about entrepreneurship. But the only thing that we left out that this young man has, he said, was courage. He said it took courage to go into a business that you don't know anything about. But, you know, a lot of times we have a plan, but then there's another plan set aside for us. Right. And if we can trust our creator, believe me, you can go into what you're called to do. And then, you know, it's so much easier versus doing something that you're not called to do. You may do what you want to do, but that may not be what you're really called to do. It may not be what you're gifted and talented to do. So, you know, that's my story. Mm -hmm. That's what got me here today. So now I'm that living, I guess you can say, instrument of... The of what I I I call it my ministry when I start mm-hmm. talking about the trust business right right you know I get I, it mm-hmm. yeah I get you know. it yeah so man I'm trying yeah. to tell you it's, it gets deep it gets deeper you, you know mm-hmm. yeah right it keeps <laughs> yeah. getting deeper and brother boy you you are the living prayer that is prayer in action. And I thought I had a lot going on. I was busy and I just listened to you and I go, okay, <laughs> no, don't be saying you're God. Don't be saying you're so busy because you're really yeah. not. And that yeah. is so inspiring to me. And mm-hmm. then, you know, that's why I have you on. And, you know, I've been talking about family, revocable living trust. We've made over 6,000, never had a problem. Gotcha. When I first started in the 90s, no one even knew about it. And that's right. They still around. don't know about it. They still, still don't know about that's it. That's why I'm broadcasting, right? You <laughs> yeah, know, and that's they, right. and in California, where I'm at, you know, communist California, they didn't <laughs> want us to talk about it, and they kept trying yeah. to, you know. But right. pretty soon, all the paralegals revolted and became independent. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm you no know, LDA, but it, it's such an important conversation and. Part of, you know, I do the revocable and what I think is really important is the whole structure where you have your, your trust and then you have your business trust and then you have your give back trust. And so I'm into living the legacy now, not just write a check when you die, but you live the <laughs> legacy, right? We will be the That's living right. legacy. That's a beautiful thing when you can live it. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, you know, we, we look out for our children's children. But, you know, sometimes I want to look at my children's children. So we have to be here to do that, to be able to enjoy that view and be able to spend that time. So, yeah, yeah, but that trust puts you in a mindset to do so. You know, Mm -hmm. trust has been around since like the 1800s. And trust were basically here before LLC, C-Corps and S-Corps. That's right. You know, they go I, all the way back yeah. to the Middle Ages, really. The kings yes, and the, it really does. And same with annuities, That's same right. kind of thing. Those things have all right, but nobody knows about them because the information is kept. So the little people, the little sheepy, you know, stay in the box. But yeah, what, that's right. True. 
right? Well, you know, they tell us that trusts are for wealthy individuals, and I had to find out that that was not true. I mean, trust is like a foundation of a house. It's a foundation to actually put you in a position to build wealth. And yeah, and the Constitution gives you your right to create a private contract to manage assets for one or more beneficiaries. But how many people do you know have a copy of the Constitution at home? Not many. Uh, Not many. So and they're, and they're really burning them now. There you go. So we really don't know our rights. But, you know, that, that, that Constitution gives you the right to create a trust. That's and right. There's all, and there's all type of trust out there in the world today. And uh, in 1976, you know, most attorneys, they practice what you call, well, all attorneys practice statutory law. But, but, but before there was statutory law, there was common law. And common law still exists today. That's how you say our kings and our queens, they live through trust. You know, basically they control everything, but they don't own anything. You know, Nelson Rockefeller once said, a lot of people don't know who he is. He was appointed vice president of the United States of America under President Ford. And he said that the secrets to wealth was to control everything, but don't own anything. Now, I think that goes against everything that we've been taught through our 12 years of education and our continued education through college and our parents and so on. So, so what does that really mean, you know, to control everything but don't own anything? And that would be the secret to wealth. Well, as I did my research, I found out that, well, number one, a trust is a private contract to manage assets for one or more beneficiaries. And then you have revocable trust and then you have irrevocable trust. Right. And it just depends on your circumstance and situation that's going to determine which one you need. Now, one thing I love about the irrevocable trust, though, it has its own EIN number. It files its own tax return, and it has its own IRS tax codes. That's different than an LLC, a C-Corp, or S-Corp, and that's totally different than, than, than an individual's uh, tax codes, you know, that we have to follow. You know, you got the 600 and 700 codes of the Internal Revenue Code right. handbook. But once again, how many people do you know have a copy of the IRS code handbook? <laughs> What is it, 23,000 pages or 54,000 pages? Absolutely. And it's always changing every year. Every year. So, but once again, the Constitution gives you your right to do a private contract and the IRS code can actually give you some benefits based on the type of trust that you may have. Because some trusts actually have the tax code interwoven into it. And with that, you know, you may have an opportunity where you can defer taxes and use that money to continue you to grow wealth. You know, you may uh, be in a position that you can avoid estate taxes as you avoid probate. That's what a right. trust will do for you. And there's nothing like going through a probate. It can oh, tear no. a family to pieces. You know what I mean? Oh, that's bad. And, you know, and I did a lot of research and study. I've studied people like James Brown, the king of soul, Aretha mm. Franklin, the queen of soul, yeah. Prince, Michael Jackson, the king mm. of pop, Elvis Presley. But one thing they all had in common. That's right. Not one of them had a will nor a trust. That's right. And the states had to go through probate. The IRS ended up taking, so it was almost impossible to leave an inheritance to their children's children. Yeah. They, they actually ended up leaving a lot of chaos. But then I took it a step further. I started to study our, our senators and our congressmen and our presidents. Did you know that Senator John McCain, at his time of death, he was controlling over $400 million of assets? Mm. Did you know that he had a trust that actually owned an LLC that was part of the Anheuser-Busch Corporation? Then I looked at Bob Dole. You know, he ran for president once. He didn't quite make it, but I found out he was worth over $400 million also at his time of death. And then there's one last guy. He was a fighter. His name was Colin Powell. From the first mm-hmm. general of the United States Army, over $60 million is what he was controlling at his time wow. of death. <laughs> now, did any of these guys own anything? No. Mm-hmm. But were they controlling something? Absolutely. 
You know, I look at uh, our former president, President uh, Trump. He's controlling, mm-hmm. he's over $3 billion worth of assets. Can you imagine three with a B? Billionaire. With a B, right. Okay. <laughs> oh, so, and I look at, you know, do presidents go through lawsuits? Absolutely. Hello, yeah. But, but, are, but, but are they worried about losing their assets? Absolutely not. They seem to know some a little bit some about taxes that we don't know. They don't seem to pay taxes. They have to see these 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 tools that they use with the IRS code that legally puts them in a position to minimize taxes legally. But you know those trusts can be help be be utilized to help you do just that. You know, well, and yeah, and, and, and man, I get so excited because you know <laughs> I, I look at the new laws that are being yeah. created. You know, I tell people you know, a lot of folks like to watch the Cowboys. We're talking about the Rangers right about now. Mm-hmm. We like to go on vacations, but then in this world of chaos and war right now, there's laws that are being changed for us entrepreneurs, us business owners in the United States of America. And mm-hmm. most people don't know about one That's important right. law that goes into effect January the first. What is that law? Most people don't know. Well, it's called the Corporate Transparency Act. Most people don't know what that is. Mm. Well, what is that? When I tell people, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> that means now that the United States Treasury, the Financial Crimes Enforcement Unit, has passed a law where anyone with an LLC, a C-Corp, or S-Corp, starting January the 1st, must participate and put their information to this financial crimes database. Mm. Why do I need to be on a financial crimes database? What? Well, the United States is trying to eliminate money laundering, drug and human trafficking, tax evasion, and also loan fraud. Mm -hmm. So the days of doing Nevada corporations, Wyoming corporations, all that's over. You know, with this law, they want a copy of your government-issued ID, your passport or your driver's license with your correct address. They want a mugshot, they ain't going to say mugshot, but they they want a picture (laughs) of you from the waist up, okay? They want to know who you are. They want to know your personal address. Yeah, They want to know who's running your company if you have a COO or CFO, and they want their credentials also. They want to know who did you go through, who actually set your company up, because they want their credentials also. And they're giving us 12 months, people, starting January the 1st, to get into this database. And that's about 36 million small businesses in the United States. And if you don't get on this database within that 12-month period, you know what's going to happen? They can find you anywhere from 500 to fifteen hundred dollars per day of ten thousand dollars. Oh man. And then they will they will automatically turn you into a criminal. Now you will get your first volunteer uh of uh, <laughs> felony and can serve up to two years in prison. What that's how serious the government has gotten now. You said, well why is this happening? Well they also changed the law for anyone that took out a PPP or EIDL loan. They have 10 years now to come prosecute you. All right, they changed the statute of limitations. And as we're speaking, they're prosecuting individuals all across the United States right now. There's a task force out that's doing just that. Now, what are they going to do with this financial crimes database? Well, your local police department now will have access to you and your business. The FBI will have that access also. And now let's not forget about the IRS. Okay, so now they can actually go after people that they feel didn't go back to work after the pandemic because most people, a lot of them started a business. So now the government can collect more tax dollars. Okay, now, if you want to start a business, people, don't wait to January the 1st. If you do that, you have 30 days to comply with the Corporate Transparency Act. That's going to also require us to have to go back and change 
all of our operating agreements to include language about the Corporate Transparency Act. So if you have an investor that's going to invest with your company, they need their credentials. If you have a new COO, a CFO, they need their credentials. They need to know anybody that's benefiting from this business now in one database so they can hit one button now and find everything mm. out that they need to know to stop all the bad things that they say are going on in the United States when it comes to business. Now, there are some exemptions, though. Okay? Okay. And I get excited about, you know, when you say, well, do I qualify to be exempt? Well, do you? I mean, are you a bank? Well, if you are, you're exempt. <laughs> uh, are you an insurance company? Well, if you are an insurance company, you'll be exempt also. Oh, my gosh. You know, are you registered with the SEC? <laughs> well, if you register with the FCC, SEC, you will be exempt. What about if I'm a nonprofit corporation? You'll be exempt. Hmm. But what other thing can exempt me? Well, I found out that if your business is owned by a irrevocable trust, you will be exempt. Right. I said, well, I scratched my head. Mm-hmm. I said, well, lawmakers, I guess they have irrevocable trust, so they're not going to make a law that's going to affect them, but mm-hmm. they make laws that affect us. That's right. So, But that trust could exempt you from having to give that type of information. And therefore, you can still maintain your freedom because the trust is a private agreement. It's not an LLC, a C Corp, or S Corp, and it's not you. And therefore, once again, most judges don't have jurisdiction to private agreements, okay? Unless there's fraud behind it. But other than that, it's a private agreement. Right, right. So you have the right to exercise your privacy. So, But yes, that's going to be a big major situation with the Corporate Transparency Act. So one good thing about the trust, though, it can free you from that. you know. But if everything's on the up and up, you just have to give them that information and you're just going to be in that database. Right. Okay? Right. So, you know, but 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 the trust, man, it saves you not only with that, it puts you in a position to avoid probate. It puts you in a position to become lawsuit proof and judgment proof. It gives you privacy. You eliminate estate taxes. You can defer income taxes and use that money to grow well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so many benefits. I don't know no other system or no other way. And then I got this thing I call a business trust. I never knew about a business trust. Yeah, tell me about that business trust. Man, I want to know I, about I, that. You know, okay, I get excited. Yeah, go yeah, for it. Yeah, no, I see you know, it. I get it. You know, I know the same they, way. They, they've talked about an LLC. That started to me supposed to be a limited liability company. Really, right. Every time I've mm-hmm. had an LLC, somehow I end up in a large lawsuit coming. That's the new uh, definition. <laughs> large uh, coming. Large lawsuit coming. LLC. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then you got your C corps and your S corps. Yeah. Yeah. But then they never told me about a thing called a business trust. A trust can do business just like an LLC, C-Corp, or S-Corp. But the great thing about it is not a part of the Secretary of State. And you don't need Secretary of State approval. All right? You actually get an EIN number from the uh, IRS and you can do business in all 50 states. You know, you're limited when you have an LLC. You can Mm -hmm. only do business in the state you're approved in unless you file as a foreign corporation. But this now is one way. I don't have to report to the Secretary of State. I don't have to do any quality tax returns. I can do business in all 50 states and outside the United States. And basically, I don't have to worry about a name check or anything like that, like you do with LLCs, C-Corps, and S-Corps. And I'm not controlled by state. And that's huge. And Mm. the business trust will be owned by the family trust. So that's huge. There you go. There right. you go. And the yeah. family trust becomes the beneficiary of the business trust. Okay. So so, so that's exciting. Well, now, that some is. of us have another type of business called a nonprofit corporation. Right. But I studied people like Bill and Melinda Gates. Bill and Melinda Gates found 
Foundation, the Clinton Foundation, mm-hmm. the Trump Foundation, the Kennedy Foundation, the Carter Foundation, the Zig Ziglar Foundation. I said, what is, what's up with these foundations? Yeah. Well, I found out that they were trust and they were not nonprofit corporations. They were not controlled by the Secretary of State. Therefore, you don't have to have a board that can vote you off. You don't have to worry about all the filings that you have to do when you're in a state uh, uh, vehicle versus being in a trust. You're the trustee. You can have a board of trustees. You can do business in all 50 states once again. You can own property just like a nonprofit. Don't have to pay property taxes. So I just found a new way to live. I live through a family trust, a business trust, and also a charitable foundation trust. You know, God, the Bible says more blessed to give than it is to receive. That's right. You know? oh, right, <laughs> but, right, but right. You, you know, but hey, but that foundation can help you. You know, it helped Donald Trump, you know, as he was the president. He actually donated. 100% of his gross income to a charitable foundation. And I'm sure it was one that he didn't create, but I'm sure it's one that he probably controlled. You know, they say all you have to give is 5% toward the cause. The rest can be actually utilized for expenses and so on. So, but once again, that was a tip to minimize, uh, alleviate the payment of income taxes legally. Mm. Okay. So it can work for you. Okay. Yeah. So yes, man, I got excited learning about the three trusts that exist, and that's how I live my life. I don't own anything. Mm. The family trust owns everything. The business trust manages the LLCs that the that you know. Did you know a trust could own an LLC? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, a trust yeah. can actually own you know shares of a C corp or S corp. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. you know, a trust is very powerful too. Well, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you can do it with the help of Birch Gold. And here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. As BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa Band together against the dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. You know what they're buying? Gold. Follow their lead and visit Birch Gold backslash money 911 for your free information kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. With an A-plus rating with a Better Business Bureau, and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold can help protect your savings too. Visit Birch Gold backslash money 911. Take action today. I'm real interested in, in the charitable faith-based trust. So do you have to have, like, say, we have a nonprofit that we use for legacy shifters called Shifting Legacies, yes. but it, we, we, you know, it's still in the development of how we're, where we're going with it. So, would mm-hmm. you, would the trust, you'd have to have a special trust over that, 
Or is the charitable base, faith-based trust a separate entity and you just forget that nonprofit or I don't know? Well, what it does, okay, as I told you, you have a family trust that replaces you as an individual. You have a business trust that can take the place of a business. And you have a charitable foundation trust that can take place of a nonprofit corporation. Now, you as an individual, you normally would be the one to create an LLC, C-Corp, or S-Corp, or you'd be the one to create a nonprofit. Now, the family trust is the one that creates the business trust or the foundation, okay? So now you're dealing with three trusts, okay? These trusts are under common law, not statutory law, meaning no judge has jurisdiction. Therefore, you know, you have all the power uh, to make all decisions, and the buck stops with you, okay? Now, the IRS code, though, applies to each trust. But when you look at the Charitable Foundation Trust, you get the same exemptions that a nonprofit corporation would get from the state. Now, you may have to register that trust with the state if you want to get an exemption of property taxes because it can own property and it's exempt from paying property taxes. Hmm. And it can take donations from individuals and your friends as you give different functions for certain causes. Okay. But the family, but, but the charitable foundation trust normally has a second beneficiary, like at a split type of beneficiary situation where you have to go support 5% at least to a faith-based or educational cause, but the rest can actually go to another beneficiary called the family trust. Okay. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So that's huge. That so is huge. You know, so it's quite flexible, the ability that you have when you get the wisdom and the knowledge of actually how you can utilize trust over an LLC, C Corp, S Corp, or even over you. See, the trust files a 1041 tax return. Okay. And the IRS, you know, has made provisions for a trust to be able to file a tax return. Now, a revocable trust normally don't have a EIN number, so it don't file a tax return. You still use your social because you can move property inside the revocable trust and you can take your same property back out of the revocable trust. Unlike with the uh, irrevocable trust, once you give endow property into that trust, you can never own that property again. Now, do you get to control it? Absolutely. Do you get to enjoy it? Absolutely. But once again, it's there for you to manage and you not, you're not to own it. Now, our trust, do trust make you lawsuit proof? I had a lot of clients ask me that question. Well, it depends on what type of trust it is. You know, an irrevocable trust, if it's a common law trust where no judge has jurisdiction, that means you lawsuit proof. You can't sue a private agreement. You know, I've attempted to sue a private agreement before, and that's how I found that out. Okay, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the only way you can All sue right. one, you have to prove it, been, it was fraudulently conveyed. Uh, uh, some assets went into it fraudulently or the person that created it may owe some restitution or something like that, and they're trying to hide behind a trust. Well, you can't really do that. So that's called fraudulent conveyance. So that's the only way a judge would actually have jurisdiction. You know, does a trust work in a divorce? Absolutely. I just happened to go through one of those also. Ouch. And those assets could not be bought into a divorce because they weren't my assets and they were not her assets. Those mm. assets were there for the beneficiaries, and therefore they're not community property, and therefore mm. we could not be considered. Wow. As a, you know, so yeah. that was that, a blessing. To that's a blessing, yeah. Together, you right. know. Right. So, right. Oh, you know, so I mean, these are just exciting things that you need to know that most people don't know. And that's what, you know, I do here at a trust up, you know, we call it trust up because everything I have, I've trusted it up to God. You know, I'm a very spiritual person, you know, where, you know, God said in the beginning, he created all of this stuff. Right. He said the world was mine, the fullness thereof. And yeah. to me, that means that, well, God, if it's yours, there's no way it can be mine. 
But what he did tell me, though, he said, I need you to become a good steward. There you go. He did tell me that you should owe no man that the borrower become the servant to the lender. Mm-hmm. He also told me that um, you need to leave an inheritance to your children's children. I said, why would I skip my children and go to my children's children? He said, because you spoiled your children <laughs> and they are probably not going to be able to do for their kids what you were able to do for them. So I'm putting that burden on you now. There you go. Now, you know, I do that <laughs> with the trust and that's right. how I'm being obedient. That's kind of like my roadmap to what the word of God says. I Beautiful. Say. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Hey, tell everybody how to get in contact with you and tell them all the things, your touch points there. Okay, well, I'll be glad to do that. I'm located in Dallas, Texas here at 8330 LBJ Freeway, Suite 550. That's Dallas, Texas, 75243. And I'm right across the street from that company that hired me when I was 17. So I look at it every day. (laughs) T.I. said, you gave me the star, but look at me now. There you (laughs) go. Yeah, yeah and, you, and you can also go to contact at trustupcommunity.com. Okay. That's contact at trustupcommunity.com. And you can also go to www.trustup.biz. That's www.trustup.biz. You know, I got some videos in there called News You Can Trust. Oh, yeah. Watch those videos that teach you a lot about situations and why you need to trust and how the trust can actually help you. So, man. And it also tells you about the Corporate Transparency Act law also. But, you know, you can Google Google Corporate Transparency Act and get that information, you know. But, yes, we do Zoom calls every Monday, you know, uh, to give our new presentation to new people. And you know what? We tell you what to do. We show you what to do. And we do it with you till you learn how. Because, see, trust is going to be fairly new to you because most people don't know that the most wealthiest people in the world became wealthy by utilizing the trust. Because right. saying like the more you make, the more the government takes. All right. <laughs> you know, we have 37% tax bracket. That's a lot. Hey, you know, you make four, five hundred thousand dollars, you're talking about 37% mm-hmm. off right. the top. Right. And we ain't talking about social security. We ain't talking about, you know, the cost of living and so yeah. on. So what do you really make versus how much they are really going to take? That's right. So that's you can right. minimize that with the trust. Yeah. That's what it really would do for you. So that's a blessing in disguise. Yeah that you really get educated about and take advantage of. So we teach you how to move assets into the trust. How do you do that? Most people ask. Well, if it's real estate, you use warranty deeds. That's approved for your particular state. And we show you how to access that through a, a like lawdepot.com. And you can actually get those forms. All right. So that's how you move real estate. Not a quick claim deed, but a warranty deed. That's a big difference. Okay. Well, how do you move a business to a, a trust? Well, if it's an LLC, you do a business by sale agreement. If it's a C-Corp or S-Corp, you do a share purchase agreement. Well, can a trust own an insurance policy? Absolutely. All right. So can you actually do a policy change form and then the trust become the owner and the beneficiary? All right. Can a trust own an automobile? You better believe it. You wanted to own that automobile because that automobile is in an accident. They can sue the insurance company, but can they sue a trust? No, that's just a private agreement. Well, do they want to sue the driver? Well, for drivers like me, I don't have anything and you can't get anything. So people don't sue people that don't have anything. Mm. Do it look like I have things? Absolutely. <laughs> but looks can be deceived. Okay. <laughs> so, so therefore, you know, it's all about a strategy. Right. We also have a tax strategies that we set you up with. So you can come up with a tax strategy now and understand the IRS codes that's going to apply to your trust versus your LLC and you personally. So we want to be as transparent with the IRS. We want to file every tax return and we want to show that you've made money. 
Most times we file a tax return and we try to show that we didn't make no money. So we don't have to pay no taxes that could get us in an audit. So we want to reverse that now. That don't make any sense. You work hard all year long. April 15th come, you're trying to say you didn't make no money. Mm. So you don't have to pay no taxes. Mm. You know, that's kind of being insane. You know, yeah, kind of expecting something to change. You exactly. can't get wealthy that way. So you got to get yourself free. That's right. Where you can be, be true and tell the truth. The right. truth is the only thing going to set us free. And that's what right. we give you here with Trust Up. So, right. you know, so we get excited, man. We do advanced trustee calls. Mm. You are able to reach us during business hours here. If you have questions, and then we have this ambassadors program. There is no way I can get to 36 million small businesses across the United States to help them get in compliance. And, you know, in January with the Corporate Transparency Act law. So who would be the best candidate? People such as you and I that are already trusted up. So we have an ambassadors program that we have that could really be quite lucrative to you as you educate others once you've been educated about the trust and how it works. Excellent. Excellent. Wow. That's hot to trot. That's great. And is there one thing in particular that you're really excited about right now that you're working on that's kind of like you haven't told anybody Mm -hmm. about or... You're just working. Well, on? right now, the biggest thing to me is 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 the system that we have and what I do. I focus now on going after very influential customers. You know, Les Brown, for instance. Most people know Les Brown. I called him up one day. I said, Les Brown. I said, What's going down? I'm Cedric Brown. We're not related. <laughs> and that was during the COVID. He said, You know, I don't know you, young man. I said, You know what, Les Brown? I don't know you, but I know you. I said, right. I read that you have ten children. He said, Yes, I do. I said, I'll. So, you know, understand less that you uh you owe the IRS. He said, How did you know? I said, Well, anybody of your statue that made the kind of money you made, you're gonna have a problem. I said, But you know what? If you trust up, I can help you. You know, he decided to come to Dallas and I do a conference once a year where I bring all my customers together. And he brought his son and he bought his grandson. And he learned about Trusted Up and how you do generational wealth and became a client of ours and really made a difference. Then I reached out to this guy named Tim Brown. He was a Hall of Famer, Heisman Trophy winner. So he came also. So, man, we had a great time that year. It was called Come Meet the Browns because we had it going down. And you know what? (laughs) We got a lot of people trusted up and got them educated and gave a lot of testimonies. Uh, We had a lot of people that did their tax returns, showed how they were able to defer taxes. I mean, it was a great deal. It just blew everybody away. So what I'm trying to do now is my project now is to work on influential individuals you know a lot of times you know we have actors and 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 athletes and they have attorneys and i don't see anything wrong with an attorney but do you think your attorney wants you to be lawsuit proof and judgment proof you know because if you are you know he can't charge you three to five hundred dollars an hour to practice law so therefore you lawsuit proof judgment proof you don't have to go through probate so there's no will to probate you know i tell people the will is just a ticket to get you in the court that's it Okay, so those kind of things are the projects that I'm really working on to educate people and to get more people acclimated to understanding the business of trust. Most people that are influential, we very public individuals, but we have a very private financial philosophy. So people don't really know how we're made up. Mm. And, you know, and and, 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 but it's time to change that, especially in the world that we're in today. That's right, brother. That's right. Man, I'm I'm so enjoying you because I don't meet a lot of p- other people that do what do what I do or do what you do and you're really top line doing some beautiful things that I really be a, be an ambassador for you because I know lots of folks that 
will like what you do and continue this conversation because I like to unwrap some of these trusts so people can wrap yeah. around it. So, so we will, Absolutely. we will return and we will come back again. And, you know, I had all my list of questions for you. Hey, I didn't even <laughs> need to. And you clicked them like, what in the world? You were like, ah. Right there, yeah. man. Well, I've really? been doing this a long time, you know, since 2014. Yeah. It's changed my life. And I'm not in, I'm not in a trust now. The trust is in me. So I'm <laughs> like a walking billboard. So when <laughs> people great. look at the Mayweather gym, I say belongs to the trust. The restaurants belong to the trust. This car belongs to the trust. And man, right. it's like wow to be to, to to live this way is very fascinating and fulfilling as I look at my children's children. I hadn't met my children's children yet. Uh, you know, my great-great-grandchildren, but I met right. my great-grandchildren, my but man, yeah. those I hadn't met yet. You know, I did a letter in my trust and I went it down for five generations telling them what I expect and what I want. Wow. You know, the trust also, it, it put me in a position to give my medical power of attorney so somebody can make decisions for me, yeah. for my wishes. And yeah. then I have my uh, medical directives in the trust also. So it gave me a tool to organize everything. Mm -hmm. So. There's no stone unturned. And then now you're really into the warranty deeds. I mean, in California, we use trust transfers and quick claims. So why do you like the warranty okay. deed better than? Well, I mean, they claim, all work, but they all have different yeah, angles on they it. They work. But most title companies, I found out when you get ready to do a financial transaction mm -hmm. with a, a property that's owned by a, uh, a trust, uh, they look at a quick claim deed. Don't have warranty saying that you are guaranteeing that the title is going to be you know, clear versus the quick claim deed. So you're going to take it as it is, but a warranty deed, they can ensure mm -hmm. that now with the title policy. Okay. So okay. it'll save you the trouble of having to go back to upgrade to a warranty deed. Now, quick claim deed, will it move a property to someone? Absolutely. But you want to move it since you're going to stand behind it and you want it insurable. That's the Very, difference. Okay. Very okay. good. All right. We were just a wealth of information, Cedric, and I've really enjoyed having you here today. And we look forward to having you back again and look forward to connecting you when I'm out in Dallas and see what we can cook up there. All right. Well, let's just do it. And I always tell my clients I end on this. Life will give you what you fight for. And it's going to give you what you uh, accept. But until the pain remain the same, outweighs the pain of change. You have nothing else to gain and possibly everything to lose. So whatever you do, change. Trust up if you will. All right. Thank you. All right. God bless you too, brother. See ya. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Cedric, for joining us today and sharing your invaluable insights on the business trust and the charitable faith-based trust. Your expertise has shed light on a transformational path for our listeners. And to our Money 9-1 listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you found this episode insightful, please don't forget to subscribe, leave me a great message, and share it with your fellow entrepreneurs. Remember, when it comes to managing your business and assets, knowledge is your greatest ally. Until next time, stay financially savvy and keep making those smart money moves. Healthy money. Happy life. There's so much to learn about healthy money. I hope today's discussion brings you one step closer to securing and protecting your future. So you can get started on the right foot, go to meetwithchrismeller.com and schedule your free financial fitness strategy session. Thank you for listening. 
and please subscribe to Money 911 so you don't miss our next episode, which includes health, wealth, and peace of mind. Bye.